Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to episode 18 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My yes! name is <laughs> My name is Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is the delightful Sasha Black. Hey Sasha, how's it going? Yeah, I've had a crazy roller coaster week this week. Well before week, you dive into you? that, just just explain to people why you just screamed. <laughs> because otherwise so, that's gonna be confusing <laughs> yeah okay so before we came on the show i asked dan if he knew our um intro off by heart yet uh because i was sort of running it through my head a few times and i was like oh i think i, I think i just about know it um however i would have left out the episode number so ah. you one up on me well done sunshine <laughs> that's what i like to hear but yeah how, how's it going how's your week then um all over the place. So I had a really, really grumpy Monday. I was, I was poisonous. I don't know why I just was. And then I had like, my sleep was all over the place. I was exhausted. Then I was, um, like I spent a lot of this week not doing the, the core work. So I only had, I think one writing day where I did do loads, but only one writing day. And then I had like admin and freelance stuff. And then I had, um, uh, a day where I worked on the course and things, but um, sort of the previous weeks I spent three or four of my days doing those those things and working on my stuff. And just sometimes I forget that I still have to do freelance work. Some, mm-hmm. you know, like the, definitely the proportion uh, of freelance work is dropping because I don't need it financially as much anymore. Um, but I still have to do it, and sometimes I take that for granted. And then, yeah. like today, I just woke up on my office floor. <laughs> I was like, I, one minute I was watching a TEDx, like YouTube, like TED talk, what? and then I I woke up. Yeah, like, I was just like, what? Okay, fine. Um, and then and then we went to the drive-in cinema and so like it's been crazy it's been a really roller coaster week how about you i just want to jump back to you you, you woke up on your office floor well yeah i mean I'm is that so like sad. subconscious in your sleep just like must work it's <laughs> <laughs> just no like I, you woke I, up I and found that you've edited four chapters horribly <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I I put my purple pillow on the floor and I was just sort of sat there and um, taking five minutes because um we've got family here and um I just needed five quiet moments and you know it's like it's the noise that mm-hmm. gets me I'm very noise sensitive and um so yeah I just needed a few minutes by myself and <laughs> there you I go. started watching a TEDx and then I woke up and I was like oh amazing oh yeah so, yeah Beautiful. Yeah, no, my uh, my my week's been um, probably similar, probably like uh, all over the place to be honest. Because I I did my my challenge, which was to take two days off this week, and I I had a solid Saturday and Sunday off last week, in which I touched nothing to do with work at all. Um, so and proud it, of you. Thank you. It it was generally difficult, but also at the same time, <laughs> as I'm like, it, it sounds stupid, and people listening to this are probably like, eh, it's an alcoholic, and I probably am, and I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but like, that, that sounded really aggressive. I'm sorry. I don't mean that to anyone listening. I love you all. 
but no, like I, I felt the benefit of it probably within about six hours. Um, just, you know, cause you try and be more present. I obviously had my son at the weekend and I was uh, looking after him and playing and doing stuff like that. Um, and then Monday I jumped in and smashed a load of work. Tuesday I smashed a load of work. Wednesday I smashed a load of work. And then I've been pretty much burned out again since Thursday. So, um, I don't know. It's, I, I need to find what is balance would be a good idea. Um, but I'm also aware as well that it's the summer holidays here. So, uh, there's an extra day, two days a week in which I can't get work done. So I'm trying to like mm. cram stuff into a couple of days. And because of, I don't know, because of the weather and because, um, I mean, I could probably say this with confidence now. Um, I, it, it's, I'm about to announce, it doesn't need to be announced, but like, uh, part of my personal life, I'll be moving house in six months, which is quite a big change for, for me. Um, and I won't go deep into the plans and everything then, but just suffice to say that it's quite a mental tax at the minute to think about all the logistics mm. of, moving house because it won't just be moving house it'll be moving city and all that that stuff so i think it's just been yes, a lot of... and having gone through that mm. very recently i really do feel your pain yeah yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a big shift but it's all really positive stuff i'm super excited for it but yeah i think there's just a lot of stuff floating around in my mind at the minute that's just preventing me from sleep and then we had mm. a ridiculously hot day yesterday in which <laughs> I, I podcasted last night um, and then as I sat down to podcast, it started bucketing down with rain last night. So I couldn't even have the windows open. So I was sweating. <laughs> so I'm like talking to someone. Um, so yeah, it's not all sunshine and rainbow to kids, but mm-hmm. other than that, like I'm, I'm happy with the amount of stuff I've got done this week. Um, I'm just, just a bit tired at the minute. And I'm, <clears throat> excuse <Hey>. me. I'm <laughs> excited, um, for you to move because even if it, you know, well, however long it will be for, I'm excited for you to move because it means uh, you'll be closer to me. And so that's good for this podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> Speaking of, we are seeing each other in two days time, three days time, How two exciting. days time. Two, I two and a half. It's, what day is it today? Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So two and a half days. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, like less than two and a half now. Mm-hmm. Which is super exciting. I, know. It's, I wonder if it'll yeah, be different, like the dynamic being in person. Yeah, I, well, that's what I'm nervous about, I think. Because, like, yeah, if I want to, I can just close the lid of the laptop and you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when we do this in person, I can't I just, like, pick you up and put you outside. Yeah, like, I've had enough now, Sasha. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Um, but Weekly Confessional, have you done the thing that you said you were going to do? And yeah, did well, you do it well? As, as usual, <laughs> I can't remember what I said I was going to do, but I'm going to assume it was Trey and uh, the pros course. Yes. Um, so Trey, I am now up to, I think it is like 64.98%. So 65% complete. Um, and I think last week I was up to 50%. So I've done 15%, which is less than what I wanted to do. I, I probably naively assumed that, Oh, I've done the first 50% in a week. I'm going to do the second 50% in a week. You fucking idiot. Of course you're not. Um, However, of the stuff that I did this week, I actually completed the chapter. So there was one chapter that broke the book. And um, so I have completely restructured it, redrafted it. And I'm doing it in a, in a very different, like uh, I, I've so found my process again, which is as I, we talked That's about awesome. last week. That's so so yeah, everything's going faster and flowing. It's just that I need to prioritize it over everything else. And then on the course, um, 
I had a bit of a meltdown over it this week because <laughs> it's just so much bigger than I wanted it to be and I just can't seem to control it. Um, but I worked on some of the resources. Um, so there's like nine documents that will go with it. So I worked on some of those. I worked on the intro slides. Uh, so I'll do like a, you know, sort of a few minute intro video and also the outro slides. I don't think I finished the outro. I think I've got a couple of slides left on that, uh, but I did most of them. Um, and then I think I worked on one of the modules as well, which was show or the senses. I think it was an introduction to the senses. Um, yeah. And I, I can't remember if it was last week or this week, but anyway, I've got it all sorted. So I know like I've got 25 modules, nine documents, six bonus videos, and then a freebie, which if I've got time to, I will also do as like a freebie module. Nice. It sounds like it's going to be a good experience for the consumer if it's getting bigger and bigger and offering more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, so no, well, <laughs> though that is my, yeah. that is my ultimate, like I am so concerned with ensuring value for money. Um, but in doing that, it's just stressing me out a bit, mm -hmm. but um, it's more, it's more the time because I, I, um, I am a perfectionist and I will really struggle to allow any mistakes into it. Um, and, uh, because I like to deliver the best possible thing that I'm capable of at every single turn, it means that things get bigger and added to it. And I just don't see, I just keep moving the, the line, the, the goalpost, and yeah. that's not helpful to me in any way, shape or form right now. Mm. Work in progress. Um, mm. my thing, as I mentioned earlier, was to have rest which is quite funny because I never thought that when we started this podcast, because I've done it to you where it's been rest. And for me, it's been rest. I've never thought that that would be like an active step that we actually have to give each other as a, this, this will help your author career. So yes, yes, yeah, it actually will. If I actually rest and have, you know, the sanity to be able to think. Yeah. It'll stop you having an aneurysm or herniating your brain or something because you, you know, you've overworked. Yes. Yes. All of those things. Um, what's one thing that you've enjoyed this week? Oh, I have enjoyed loads of things this week. One thing, um, Sasha. <laughs> I know, it's so hard to like pick one. Um, so I'm I'm going to cheat and I'm giving you two. The first one is, um, sorry, but fuck you here and your rolls. <laughs> you the first one. All right, I'm not going to go there. Nothing. What? No. Uh, the first one is Daughter of Smoke and Bone. Um, so this is by Lainey Taylor, who also wrote Strange the Dreamer. And this book is so lyrical and the prose is so beautiful that I completely and utterly fell in love with it. And it's given me a bit of a um, mid-writing crisis um, because I there are two very distinct parts of me the part of me that loves prose and beautiful prose and constructing beautiful prose and the part of me that loves humor and sarcasm and swearing. <laughs> and it's very unusual to find books that merge the two very well. So I asked in my Facebook group, cause I know you nudged me to like do some research. So I asked in my Facebook group um, and lots of suggestions were like Terry Pratchett, who I think is hilariously funny and I love him and I've read lots of him, but I, his prose is not lyrical in my opinion. No, no. His prose is good and excellent, but it's not lyrical in the way that I'm viewing lyrical prose. It's, and, it's not and, very uh, robust. Well, and the, and the thing is, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So some people will wildly disagree with me and that's completely fine and completely okay. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I it's given me this... Um, uh, 
philosophical stop point where I'm like, where the fuck am I going? Which is all tied into my midlife crisis with fiction and the genre anyway. Um, so, but the second thing, one of my patrons uh, on the Rebel Author podcast asked me to um, do an episode on Conlang. So I don't know. I know we've talked about this um, and I will get I, I will get to the point. Uh, I seem to be waffling <laughs> today. Sorry, everyone. But Conlang basically means constructed language, which I'd never heard of, even though I have played with this as a teen and stuff anyway. Um, but co- yeah, so when it's a constructed language, a made up language. So Tolkien is a very obvious example of that, where he made up like Elvish and all the other ones. Um, also the Dothraki language in um, Game of Thrones, for anybody who's seen Game of Thrones. So um, my patron was like, uh, yeah, do an episode on this and you should totally pitch Dave David J. Peterson, who is the guy who made up Dothraki language for Game of Thrones, has also worked on the language for The Witcher, is working on the language for Shadow and Bone. And I outright said in my patron Slack group, I was like, ah, sure, <laughs> I'll pitch him, but there's no fucking way he's coming on the podcast. And they were all like, yeah, but just do it, just do it. And I'm like, Miss Skeptical, like, okay, I'm going to do it. He <laughs> fucking said yes. So I actually get to speak to the creator of um, Dothraki, which is insane but the thing that i have enjoyed is connected to that so uh since he said yes i then went into complete meltdown because i was like oh my god i know nothing about this what am i gonna do (laughs) what am i gonna ask um so i watched a documentary which blew my brains out called stand by drum roll please Con Langing, The Art of Crafting Tongues on uh, amazon prime and it's an hour and a half and it was fucking fascinating Mm. so much so it's given me the magic system for my next series which is amazing so yeah i'm like i i loved it and i've now i'm like i've been reading a book on it all sorts today and i've just like delved into this world of deep rabbit hole yeah deep rabbit hole yeah it's it's really really cool like i've seen a few interviews of that guy and he i i I don't know it's it's difficult just coming up with the words to add to a language, but then you have to have the the nuance, the the inflections, the accents, everything else. And I've I've done a bit of digging into Tolkien and how he created like the Dwarven language and the Elven language and stuff because I'm like a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. And yeah, the, the whole process is fascinating. And for some people, it just takes absolute years. And it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to that interview. So yeah, no pressure. Yeah, I I definitely feel pressure. Mm, <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. what have you enjoyed this week? Um, so mine's, mine's relatively simple, I think. I go through phases, and I think that uh, probably a lot of people do, where I've read a lot of stuff on my Kindle, and I get to a point where it's just like, I think I need to read a paperback just to feel like I'm reading a book again. So I picked up um, a copy of Brian Keane's Dark Hollow, which is a, a horror that's... It's hard to say much about giving it away, but it, it's a fantastic book. It's really, really well written. And I've not read a lot of horror in first person. And first person's a POV that I actually connect with quite well. I do a lot of short stories in, in first person because I like really getting inside the character's head. And seeing a whole novel written in that way um, is has just been really, really inspiring. And the prose is great. The premise is great. Um, but yeah, the just pulling it back to its roots, the actual art of just sitting with a nice paperback is... And it's just refreshing and it just sometimes it just really like gets the the cogs wearing again and gets me inspired because I think it loses something when you're reading your story on a Kindle as opposed mm. to when you're actually like reading through the pages and 
I don't know. That I, I try to avoid the Kindle at all costs. Um, mm. I, I do have a Kindle and I do read on the Kindle, but I, I, I mean, that's why I have a ridiculous sized uh, bookcase behind me because I, I am so in love with paperbacks and mm. I actually also hate hardbacks. Um, I've got a couple of hardbacks that I need to read. Yeah. I can't stand it. They're so hard to hold and uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, even though they're supposed to be hardier, I find that they go wonky after you've read them <laughs> and that drives me fucking insane. It really like, I don't have OCD, but I do have certain things that I like to I have look. standards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, um, you know, so like it really irritates me when they're wonky and they don't sit straight. So yeah, I, I, I much prefer paperbacks to anything. Mm, yeah, it does seem like a, a weird, a weird thing because it is nice having a hardback on the shelf. But yeah, when it comes to reading it, there's no, there's no comfortable way to read it, and it's huge and it's heavy, and I don't know. But they're exactly. pretty. Yeah, <laughs> they are pretty. That is true. Okay, so last week's question, we asked you guys, how do you write? And uh, Sasha threw her toys out of the pram because she never gets comments. And so, you know, do you want to do you want to take that back on air, Sasha? yeah i really do uh, thanks we everyone got for, uh, with comments. yeah we did thanks everyone for proving me wrong <laughs> um so we had so many that i probably won't be able to go through all of them but we i will just read sort of a, a brief summary of uh, some of them so chris kane said uh, beginnings used to be my jam until i started finishing things then they became so difficult because of how important they are uh, the better understanding i have of where i'm going with it um, so I oh, like I completely agree with this. I this is you know I know you were saying um, that you, you don't agree because you start <laughs> at the beginning and you always know the beginning. But I am so with Chris here in that um, I they are so important. They always change and get better as I go through. Um, what else do we have here? JDL Rosal Russell um, said, I massively identify with Dan's writing process on this one. Sasha's writing slash revision process just about broke my mind, which made me proper laugh. Yeah, to me, writing a book is like building a house and the beginning of it forms the foundations that the rest of the book rises from. It's been a while since I didn't know the first scene or chapter of my book right from inception. Uh, so, yeah. And then we also had uh, comments from Maddie Williams, from Caitlin Duncan. We had them from Holly Line, from Victoria LK uh, Williams, Ritu, um, Edwin Downward. Uh, Ida and Michael Nasberg. So thank you very much, uh, everybody, for yeah. all of your wonderful comments. And I did uh, get notified, and I think I replied to them all, and I will shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's also nice to see a lot of uh, quite a few new voices as well popping up in, in comments each week. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, if, and if, actually, we love your comments, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, we really, really love reading them and uh, replying to them. So yeah, thank you. I feel like it's just more places for us to argue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every time I get a notification, oh, like, like Sasha tagged you in Next Level Authors, I'm like, oh, what the fuck has she done now? Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, oh my God, what if on Tuesday we just have like a proper scrap and that's it? Our whole day is just us scrapping, bickering like old women. It, it's fine, I'll probably win, so I feel good about that. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> you, Will, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> okay that aside because you know we will we will get enraged and we will argue yeah, um will. i have a question for you this week oh okay. and, 
I'll just, I'll just ask you. We had like a little backwards and forwards before we actually went on there because I'm like, I don't know how to word this right. I'm just <laughs> going to say it, and then I potentially might nudge you in a certain direction because it links into something that has come up in our conversations in the past couple of weeks. Um, okay. And the question is, how do you control your time? <laughs> you laugh so loudly that Zoom cut you out. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is not the reaction i was expecting (laughs) oh my god my question to ask so all right all right potentially reframe this into a position in which you haven't gone through all the batshit crazy stuff you've done over the last couple of months in like a dream world when you are on your game, quote, how do you control your time? How do I control it or, mm-hmm. or how do I fill it? <laughs> how do I control it? How do I control my time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just like, wow, this is a question. Um, I, 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 might be stumped here <laughs> this is good yeah this is wow i mean so do you want me to give you a bit of do you want me to give you a bit of thinking time I, I i'm gonna of... start talking i'm trying to okay. start talking the problem is i'm going in so many different directions so part of me is like i really feel like t- time is a construct that we cr- have created and sometimes time is fluid so like there are some days where i am like I am on deadline and I don't give a shit what it takes, but I will get X done, which on any other day is completely like humanly impossible for me to get done. And, and the day will slow down. Like I, I can't, the day slows and stretches in order for me to get that stuff done. Right. And I, I can't explain it. And it's not necessarily that I'm more focused. I mean, obviously I must be more focused, but it, it genuinely feels like a lengthening of a day. And then there are other days where I'm like, I need to get X, Y, and Z done or, or whatever. And the day, and, and I literally look up and it's fucking like, you know, <laughs> 2.50 and, and I have to leave the house in three minutes. I, I, so much so that I have got, well, I had <laughs> before Corona, um, alarms at 3.14 PM every day because I would get so engrossed in what I was doing. <laughs> I would forget the time and, you know, like be late to pick up my son. So like I had to have like alarms to, to, um, to remind me, uh, I have responsibilities. Um, so I don't know. I always feel very funny about time and, and I really feel like if I have to get something done, I am 1 million percent capable of getting that thing done in the amount of time that I've got. And, and I don't know if it's, and, and, and yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying that time is this magical bending thing, but it is, I do find it a bit weird that when, when push comes to shove, actually we can get so much more done than we think we can. Now, the other thing, the reason I laughed 
was my gut reaction was, well, I don't control it, do I? Because every other fucker in my life controls my time. You know, I am restricted by school. I'm restricted by meal times. I'm restricted by bath times for my son. Like, I feel like a lot of my time is given to um, my family, my friends, my loved ones, and, and I gladly and willingly give them my time. But um, <clears throat> there's this deep battle within me that I never quite quench my writing thirst there's never quite enough time for me um, and for my writing and and part of that is because actually I can't satiate that it is it is I there is no way for me I would if I had no child and I had no wife I would never leave this room like just because <laughs> I, I love what I do so much that I would just I, I would I would sit here until I fell asleep like because it's the thing that brings me so Watching much TED joy Talks on the life. floor with a purple pillow. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I don't feel like I've answered the question. So in terms of how do I control it? I, you know, I schedule, I, I set alarms quite often for things because otherwise I will just leak out. But one thing that um, I don't think I particularly have is boundaries. Um, and I will work evenings. I will work weekends. I will. I will just keep working. Um, so yeah, I am not sure that I do control it because um, I do it at every single available opportunity. Every part of me, every ounce of free time, every second that I have. And 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 the thing is, I have always been like that because even when I was in the day job, I used to get. Um, middle-aged white men going to me in the corner you're gonna bump into someone if you're on your phone get fucked asshole <laughs> like I used to say mm -hmm, but I'm a millennial and I have not bumped into anyone yet okay as I'm like typing as well as like burning his ass um yeah so like but the, the, the point is you know I would be I would be filling every second if somebody was late to a meeting I'd be writing sentences on my phone so I the reason I laughed is because I control it very badly, like because I just try and fill every second. And that's why one of the reasons I try to meditate, although I haven't done it since we've moved, because it forces me to stop and be present and slow down. And I am terrible for slowing down. I just I, I live my life at 1000 miles per hour and I love doing that. And I don't really want to change that. How about you? I'm interested in what you've got to say. So this question came from um, just it's just like a couple of little things that have, have happened over the past my life. And <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, so obviously, you know, we, we said at the beginning of, of this conversation that I have a tendency of really, really slamming stuff until the point that like my body says shut down and stop. Um, and one thing that I've realized has slipped, obviously going from uh, full-time employment into uh, full-time self-employed is that like you say there aren't really time boundaries to what you're doing and I find mm. that the days I'm most productive are the days where I really plan out my days and I say okay from x until x that's when I'm going to get this chunk of writing done this chunk of work done and if when I'm on it I make sure that happens and then the rest of the day I've got to put to other things and as someone who you know ghost writes writes my own work um podcasts does all that other stuff um like multitasking has to handle these different things it's helpful when I have those days and I plan things out and I, I feel mm. good for it. Um, but I don't ever feel like I've got the parameters right in terms of how much energy expenditure I'm putting into certain things. And then 
on top of that, I looked at my calendar yesterday because um, some I had a friend that I think just talked to me about, oh, we, we need a phone call at some point. And I looked through my calendar and I realized that like every week I'm saying to myself, I must have like a few evenings this week in which I'm doing nothing. And every week I get to the start of a new week and I've got at least six evenings where I'm booked in doing things. And that, that could be as simple as uh, a podcast. It could be as simple as like, you know, phone calls with family or friends or whatever, but I never have time for myself really. Mm. Um, on top of like the work that I'm doing on top of, you know, being a parent all that kind of stuff. So I, as I said, I recorded a podcast last night and I've said this um, to you before, but when I was uh, arranging to speak to this, this guest, um, I offered a bunch of dates. I offered the time and the time for me, normally podcasting is half seven at night. Cause my son goes to bed. It's, I go to bed relatively early when I can. <laughs> and uh, so that means it's like a good time for me to get my, my podcast done and have like a little bit of chill out time before bed. Um, and there's a, at some point, somebody changed the rules of time. So BST is now more of a thing because I never, I swear to God, I, I never used to be aware of BST. Daniel, like, it's always been a thing. <laughs> life used to be GMT plus one or zero, like whatever, like that, that's been my bubble. I'll, I'll deal with it. But the point is I set the time. And then when I sent the calendar invite, uh, the person replied back and said, oh no, you've got the time wrong. It's an hour later. So for me, that's instead of recording at half seven, I'm recording at half eight. Instead of finishing at half eight, I'm finishing at half nine, probably longer because you end up talking to the people after the, the podcast. And that happened last night. I didn't get off until, you know, 10, half 10. Um, and in that situation, oh, so late, Cinderella, I know, but I'm, I, you know, I'm up at <laughs> I know, five, I know. I'm, a, I'm any more, I'm any more <laughs> but the point is in that, in that situation, you know, I had a handful of other dates in which I could have just said, Oh, why don't we try one of these dates instead? But for some reason I went, okay, no, I'll just do it later because it felt like the easier thing to do. Um, mm. It felt like I was accommodating the other person, almost like making a decision for them that would be easier to do it. But in realistically, it would have benefited me greatly to have done, moved it to a different date in which it actually matched around my time. And I think mm. there's so many times where that kind of stuff's happening. Um, and we've spoken before about opportunities that come our way. Um, I can't remember what episode it was. One of the early ones, we talk about choosing opportunities and stuff. And I know that we've had conversations about saying no to things so that we can claim back our time when it comes to doing our own work over freelance work. Um, and I guess, I guess all of this to say is that I'm probably just the same as you are because I'm aware of what I should be doing. And I feel like for me, this is, this is like an active turning point for me. And this is actually part of our conversation we're going to have when you come here on Tuesday is about sustainability for Dan. So he doesn't keep burning himself out. Um, <laughs> and I think just being aware of, where you are actually having control over like because i'll have times in which i'm like oh my god how have i been working for this long and it's like because you mm. let yourself work for this long mm. um how how have you got this thing you went you know like five things in a day like you got up early this morning and then you're doing this at night and it's like because you let yourself do that and i think that a lot of that comes down to me just needing, needing to get better at planning and being more organized but also um oh what was it there was a thing that i read it was Seth Godin or, or someone uh, around that caliber um, where you basically, you say, if somebody says, Oh, can you do something and arrange something? And it's like weeks away. You actually don't actively confirm that thing until the week before, because by looking at far, far into the future, you, you've got optimistic lenses. It's like, you've got all the time in the world. The future's far off. Like you, you, do, you don't know what you're going to be doing at that point. Whereas when you get to like the week before and it comes like to, to this note of like, are you actually going to commit to this thing? Then you're in a different frame of mind to where you are three, four months previous, if that makes sense. Um, that would drive me absolutely fucking insane. 
but it's not like a principle to live by but it's like the the concept is i think interesting yeah i I couldn't handle that because i like to have things in concrete um and also it really annoy me if people started to pull out and uh you know cancel things a week before because then i could have arranged something else to go in that time slot and quite Mm. often people in our industry um you know like to have things booked further in advance i I love the principle but i don't think i could to be fair the guy that's recommended it wasn't seth godin i'm trying ray and that wasn't ray dalio was he like a a, a single middle-aged male like was a very very rich very influential very powerful person that has control of their time because people right, will exactly. bend over backwards to see him <laughs> exactly so yeah um, but. i i think yeah a lot of i i was really interested in what you were saying about um i think we both really struggle to say no and we both try to accommodate other people quite a lot um and yeah we should ha- we should talk about that further because i yeah. definitely think that's part of um one our issue yeah definitely one other branch that i've definitely found recently is uh i i keep in touch with quite a lot of friends and what a horrible problem to have dan um <laughs> but you know, oh you're so popular oh, oh I, know. Yeah. I have no Just... friends no. <laughs> you're so lucky that i've got the time <laughs> for you um <laughs> but no, no like, see so... this is the thing the only reason this podcast happened is because neither of us could say no to each other like we don't actually want it <laughs> no, no it's just it's just circumstance but no so th- the point there is that i i have a few friends who are uh what's the word they they always send they don't ever send short messages they send fucking essays which means that i'll send a quick hey how are you or whatever and i'll get back this like huge scrolling reply and like it's lovely i really like hearing from people and i love like seeing how people are getting on and like being in their lives but i'm now at the point where i'm like this is going to take mind power and time to reply to and it's like i don't know 12 different points and I've got my son next to me and I'm like, I should just sit and play with him, but I'm going to reply to this person, but now I'm going to play with him for a bit. And then you go back and say, I forgot what I was saying. Mm. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's, I, I phone more people now because you just get a better conversations, but I still have friends that are just adamant with messages and they just send these fucking lengthy essays. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. oh, that's now an investment of my time to go back. And it would just be easier to pick up the goddamn phone, Ben. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't like talking on the phone. So I, I can my my wife is a talker on the phone. She um she we I don't know if I've ever told you this, but once we looked at our phone bills and she had over eleven hundred minutes of used talk time in a month and I had like one hundred and eight minutes or something and like wow. most of those were work phone calls because I just don't call people. I hate talking on the phone. Mm. Um yeah, like I don't know, like podcasting is all of my phone time. I will nine I will yeah, I, I am one of those annoying text people, I think. Yeah. But um yeah, what a what a problem for you mm, to have so many friends. Like are <laughs> they are they all writing friends or, or your no. friends like No. Yeah, so I think... most of my friends are writing friends now. Well so I had this um in my previous relationship, my my ex partner used to basically she she found me odd because of the amount of people I kept up with. And even if it's just like in passing, like hi, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know, there's just like a part of me that likes to. Most boys I know, and this is a huge sexist sweeping generalization. So Ugh. I'm sorry to the male listeners. Um, no, but like most of the boys I have encountered in my life don't are find that harder, that a harder exercise to, to keep in contact. Mm. Like most of the, the, yeah. If that's not to say that they don't, there are always exceptions. Of yeah, course, yeah. You know, but I'm just saying like, I, I think 
in my personal experience, I have seen a trend where boys don't keep in touch as much. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, not can you hear the racket that is going on? Yes. Yeah, Sounds like awesome. a fun house. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. But yeah, it's uh, I can I can see why some uh, people basically have like a group of five friends and that's it. That's just yeah. never been me because I've moved around a lot. So I've kept in touch with yeah. a lot of people, but I might start shrinking my circle for my own sanity. I'm at that point, I think. <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds horrible. <laughs> no, it, sound, it, it sounds horrible. I realize I'm probably coming off as a dick, but there, there's an element of truth in it because I don't no. have the capacity. <laughs> yeah. No, but also like it goes back to what you were saying. Um, you know, the episode where you asked about the people who, who you're closest to who influence you the most. Mm. And like, ultimately, you know, the older we get, we do have to shrink our zone of, um, you know, there is as morbid as it is. We only have so much time on this planet and, you know, you might as well spend it with those that you love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, anyway, cool question. Yeah. I'm I sorry, quickly... I literally... Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> now I'm just going to add a little bit onto the end just because I'd be interested in this. If you could action one thing that would help you control your time better, what do you think it would be? Um... Mine is uh, befriending uh... my calendar <laughs> as, as opposed to using it as a dumping ground for appointments. I think I think there's two things. One is to actually get my son back in a school, um, mm. but that is slightly out of my control and probably not think, not the thing that you're looking for. <laughs> I think it would be my ability to recognise when something is going to take my time up that isn't me producing something creative or me doing something for my business. So I end up doing things that um i'm trying to think about how to word this that that are for other people that um of course i always do think you know i'm happy to help people and do things i'm not saying i don't want to ever help people that is what i spend most of my time doing and i love doing it but um it's just that sometimes when those things take up three quarters of your working week and you haven't worked towards things that pay your mortgage it's yeah. a problem it's, so it's I a think, whole put the the mask on yourself before you help other people that's it exactly and i just think that i need to be able to recognize those things better hmm. yeah awesome okay so we are asking you guys the question that is <laughs> i've already lost the wording there we go how, how do you, do you control, control your time, your time? Um, and send those over on all the social platforms where we are. And Sasha, how are we going to level up our author business? Well, so I don't think we should have a thing because we're recording in two days time. Yeah. And so I just, I think it's completely, although this is, I know everybody's going to like, it's going to be a week between them hearing it. It's only two days for us and it's the weekend. And what are we realistically going to get done? I'm going to prep the things I want to cover on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, I will also also do that then. (laughs) I will also do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention at the beginning that I did also successfully launch When Winter's Come When Winter Comes episode three last week and finished my three episodes in four weeks challenge. Which madman. Yeah. So proud of you. Well done. Well done, buddy. Yes. Now just I'll put the pre order up for book four and I'm gonna work towards that in September. So Hell yes. It's going, it's going well, but once, uh, once, I think once the whole thing's wrapped up, I'll start, I'll probably do like some sharing of numbers and whatnot. And yeah. There, but... Yeah. 
Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks um, everyone for joining us. And Sasha, oh. I will see you Tuesday. I will see you next Tuesday. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Bye. couldn't help it. <laughs> see ya. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.